1: Let me put it this way. Your voice carries. It does? (laughs) Yeah, especially when you whisper something to me in an elevator.
2: Oh, you. Now hurry up, Diff. Get your coat off.
1: Oh, look, don't hurry me, will you, please? I've had enough hurry for one day. I just want to relax.
2: Well, I'm afraid there won't be much chance for that. Dorothy is on her way out. Oh! She can't stay long, she says. She's been in town seeing a doctor about her back or something. Said she just has to see you. Oh, my
1: gosh. Wouldn't that happen today? Look, I don't think I can take my sister tonight. I'm sorry, but see me about what?
2: I don't know, dear. She only said she has to see you and get your advice.
1: My advice, huh? Yeah, boy, when she talks like that, she doesn't mean she wants my advice. She wants me to do something that I don't want to do. I know, I know. I know that sister of mine.
2: said She was. it was terribly important. I think it has something to do with Buddy.
1: Oh, I might have known it, that kid. No wonder he's impossible to handle. The way Dorothy has brought him up. Well, I don't...
2: his father ought to be home, boy. That's for certain. You well,
1: know, Harry's got to earn a living, dear. And when you're a traveling salesman, well, it's I hard don't know to what be...
2: to do about home. dinner. I asked Dorothy to come out for dinner. And she said, No, 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 no. She just couldn't possibly. Still, she said she'd get here at six thirty, which is right at dinner time. So I don't know what to do now. If we get to the table now and hurry. I guess we can bolt our food down before she arrives. But, you know, I kind of hate to do that, too, because Aunt Effie spent so much time making veal birds and getting them on the skewers, and she has fussed and fussed and fussed. Honey, wait know, a minute, will you, Elena?
1: Look, don't let Dorothy throw you the way she does everybody well, else. Well, so
2: just take it easy. Well, come on, let's eat. I've
3: got dinner on the table. Look,
1: let's... Aunt Effie, it, it, it's 625 ah. now. I, I hate rushing through dinner. If Dorothy's coming at 630, then I say, keep dinner warm and we'll eat when she goes, huh? Oh!
3: honestly. Well, it's going to be ruined.
0: What makes the news timely, listenable, and understandable? Only a network can do it, a network like the CBS radio network. The magic formula for clarity and reliability in news reporting is this station and the network with which it is affiliated. That's the formula that makes it possible for you to hear Edward R. Murrow with the news every Monday through Friday evening. That's what enables these airwaves to carry to your home or car the colorful features and hard news broadcasts of traveler, lecturer, raconteur Lowell Thomas those same evenings. The combination of your local station and CBS radio results in the kind of reporting you get from Edward R. Murrow, the caliber of coverage you've come to expect of Lowell Thomas. Listen to this station and the network behind it for these top newsmen and all the great names of CBS News. Daytime or night, weekday or weekend. You can't go wrong with CBS News. And you can't go writer.
1: Look, it is seven o'clock. I thought you said Dorothy was on her way out here when she phoned. That
2: is what she said, dear. Well,
1: the heck with it. I'm starved.
2: Betsy must be just famished. Oh, I should say. Poor thing, waiting this long for dinner. Well, what'll I do? Put it on the table? <sighs> yes, I guess you might as well. Right. I'll help you with the gravy, Aunt Ethel. Oh, no, 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 no. You relax. I'll do it. Betsy can help me. Keep her occupied so she doesn't feel the pangs of hunger. Well, I certainly hate to be sitting at the table eating when Dorothy arrives, though. Look, you know, Dorothy,
1: she probably won't be here until nine o'clock. She's probably standing in the hallway somewhere chattering right now, a mile a minute. By the time she gets here, we'll be through eating and you'll have the dishes done.
2: Yeah, well, I hope so. She just refused to eat with us, said she couldn't for some reason. Well, come on, to the table. All right. oh Oh, oh, Wouldn't you know it? Put the food back in the oven, Annette. Oh, honestly. Well, I'm going to get dinner.
1: Anyhow, and she can eat it in the kitchen, Dorothy. To oh, you do. <laughs> yes, honestly. Oh, hi,
2: hi, sis. Come on in. Hi, Dorothy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nice to see
3: you. Come on in. Take off your coat. Oh, I can't stay. I was just so worried about Buddy. That's all I felt. I just had to come over.
2: Well, you're always welcome, Dorothy. <laughs> take off your coat. No, no, I yes, can't stay. Sure you
1: can. Come on. Give it here. Give it here.
2: Well, all right. But how have you been, Dorothy?
3: Oh, well, you know, I'm not one to talk about my troubles. My back has been just dreadful, just dreadful. And the doctor said, well, you know Dr. Wells. Uh-huh. He said it would just never be any better unless I had an operation. Well, I certainly can't afford an operation, so I'm going to have to grit my teeth and bear it again. Oh, Aunt I How have you been? Hello, Aunt Effie. Not good, not good at all. Oh, I was just saying my back was just terrible. Oh, you know, I read recently that 68% of the people have trouble with their backs. So I guess you have plenty of company. Well, they haven't got it like mine. I know that. Uh-huh. Why, Dr. Wellesley says that two of my vertebrae are curved just like that. Yeah,
1: well, that's too bad, Dorothy. Now, look, what's all this about Buddy that's so important, huh?
3: Well, I just don't know what to do about him. I just don't know. He has me so worried. Oh,
1: what's he done, Dotty?
3: Nothing too bad, I hope. That's just the trouble. He hasn't done anything, and he won't either if it's up to him. Well, then... I'd he listen. just hasn't any ambition. He sits around, wastes his time, listens hmm. to the radio, never opens a book. Won't listen to me, no matter what I say.
1: Well, maybe if you just believe Well, a boy yeah. certainly
3: should have ambition. Everybody should have that. And he doesn't have any. All he thinks about is a car. When he doesn't get it, he's all upset. I felt that if he worked this summer, it would be good for him. Change mm-hmm. his attitude, maybe. Well, it certainly can't hurt him. Well, matter. he ought
1: to work. I agree with you. What does he say?
3: Nothing. Just looks sour at the mere thought. Says maybe he'll take a job in the playground this summer so he can practice up for basketball next year. <laughs> We get paid practically nothing. Oh, well... Well, I heard of a very nice job. It's with the Gleason Company, the textbook publishers. Uh
4: Uh-huh.
3: A second cousin of Mrs. Gleason told me they take young, ambitious students, and I thought it'd be nice if he got this sort
2: of connection. Uh Mm Uh-huh, yes. Uh, Why don't you stay for dinner, Dottie? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all ready. You know, we can talk about all this at the table. No, no, I can't do that, Uh thanks, anyway. But
3: Uh what I'd like is for you to write a letter of recommendation for Buddy. I think the Gleason Company would be just the kind of influence he ought to have. I like Buddy to be around books, even if it's just in the shipping department.
1: Shipping department? The only influence the books would have would be on his muscles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dear, I thought it would help if you would write a letter of recommendation for Buddy. Then maybe he could get something better. It wouldn't be too near the summer, and he'd have a better chance. In fact, if you did it now, I could take it right with me.
1: Do it now? I haven't even had dinner, Dottie. Don't I you want to have dinner with
2: us, Donnie? No. no, I, know, I couldn't possibly.
3: I, I had an enormous lunch, and I am trying to diet. Mm. Besides, I had some apple pie a la mode and coffee at 5.30, and it just took the edge off my appetite.
1: You're dieting, and you had pie a la mode?
3: My diet says every now and then you can splurge Oh,
1: well, look, uh, Dorothy, why don't I think about this and then I'll mail it to you I, I, I just don't know what to say Oh, for say. heaven's sake,
3: just write a nice letter of recommendation You know how to do those things better than I do Well, I, I, I can't... Just say th- some nice things about Buddy, that's all Only you uh, put it into your own words
1: Well, it takes a bit of doing to write a letter of recommendation I can't just dash it off like that in one minute It doesn't minute.
3: have to be a work of art Just say Buddy is honest and reliable, you know, that sort of thing now, go on. You can do that in two minutes. And hurry, please, because I have a long drive home. Well, um, dinner is going to be ruined, and I spent half an hour
2: making this veal bird. Yes, Dottie. So Look, please stay and yes, have a bite please. with us. Come on. Well... All right, I'll I'll oh, put things on. I'll
3: have to heat up the string beans again. Well, now,
2: wait a minute. I don't know if he has yes. to write a letter of recommendation. Put oh, oh, well, things oh, on, Aunt oh.
3: Effie. He'll have the letter finished by the time the beans are warmed up. Have you got any aspirin? I feel one of my headaches coming on. Oh
2: yes, upstairs in the uh, in the medicine cabinet, Dorothy. In our bathroom, I, I think the bottle's on the top shelf, All Dorothy. Right. Thank you.
1: Well, would you mind telling me what I'm going to say nice about Buddy? He's lazy, he's selfish, he never studies. He's not interested in anything but driving the car and listening to rock and roll.
2: Look, he's your nephew. Now just make up something nice, dear.
1: That is the point. I don't like writing a letter like that and having it go somewhere with my signature. Look,
2: she's your sister, now help her out.
1: If there's anything I hate, is writing a letter of recommendation anyhow. Now to write one about my own nephew when his own mother can't think of anything good to say about him. What? Oh dear,
2: Buddy isn't a bad boy. He's just going through a difficult age. That's look,
1: all. Look, when I was Buddy's age, I got my own job in the summer. Furthermore, I, I even worked after school. Well, well, I started delivering papers when I was nine years yes, old. Yes, well and you're I...
2: unusual dear. Now look, go well, just no, go in I your just... den and sit down and say to whom it may concern, unusual. and then say things like honest and industrious, reliable. You know, not as
1: simple as that. I tell you, I need some time to think about it. I can't dash off anything in two minutes. Take at least 20 minutes trying to compose this deceptive masterpiece.
2: Oh, 20 minutes. Well, all right, hurry up. We'll hold dinner up again, I guess. And Effie, put the veal bird back in the oven. Oh, good heavens, dinner will be ruined.
0: We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment.
4: Let me live in a house far away from the road where the cars race madly by. The driver's good and the driver's bad, and lots of them worse than I. I often sit in the driver's seat and travel wherever I can. But living with horsepower out on the road, I've had it from friendly man. I see as I look down the crowded road, the haste-haunted highway of life, the road hogs, the mad dogs, the tired and the tense, the youngster, the man, and the wife. I know I can't hide by the side of the road. I must fit in the traffic plan. But, brother, I drive prepared for the worst. I don't trust that other man. I know there are pleasures and profits ahead, as well as the things to beware. That there's room for patience and common sense and plenty of time for care. I'll try not to stick out my bumper or chin as the human race speeds by. I'll drive along as a friend to man. Well, anyhow, I'll try.
1: Oh, golly. Now, let's see. This boy has a great deal of initiative. Gets along well with people. Oh, for Pete's sake. I don't know how to do this thing, honestly. Letters of recommendation. Oh, Oh, no, look, please, I'm having enough trouble. To don't interrupt me. I just
2: came in to tell you that Dottie has gone.
1: I... gone? What, hasn't Ooh. even been 20 minutes? Yes, well, you do know, you mean? your
2: sister changes her mind every two minutes. Suddenly she leaped up, said she was nervous about driving at night or something. She wants you to mail the letter to her. Come on, let's eat Poor Aunt Effie's gone out to bring in her ruined dinner
1: Oh, for Pete's sake. Now, isn't that typical of Dorothy, I ask you? She's like a cyclone She gives you a brief warning Then she swoops down Leaves everybody in a turmoil And takes
2: off Well, come on, you can do the letter later, Annie oh, We oh, can have our what dinner is that? Oh, What is it, What, what is it, Aunt Effie? What's the matter? Oh, for come on, come on yeah, What is it? Well, 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 what happened?
3: What matter? is well, what? I don't know what we're going to have for dinner I set the veal birds on top of the oven instead of inside. And I just found the cat sitting oh. on the platter and
2: eating our dinner. Oh, no. Now, if we had eaten before Dorothy came, as I suggested... Well, I didn't know she said she'd be here at 6.30. <sighs> you are the one, dear, who said to hold it up. Now Look, I thought she'd be late.
1: She always is, and she was. Now, look, why blame me? Oh, well, I...
2: Lee, all the time I spent making those veal well, birds... Well, I'm sorry, Ann. Really? When we knew Dorothy was coming, I said... you Oh, know. boys, be
1: it ever no so humble no place like, place like home. Yes. Come on, we'll we fix up some, some scrambled eggs.
0: <laughs> the Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Nan McFarland and is produced by Walter Hart.